Welcome to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast, hosted by award-winning television director, documentary filmmaker, author, and speaker, Craig D. Forrest. Join Craig for the next few minutes as he interviews leaders, artists, and creatives about trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Matchstick Media International. Now, here's Craig. Welcome to the podcast. We have a wonderful guest today. We always have wonderful guests. There's never been a bad one in the bunch, that's for sure. Jared Giese, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Craig. It's great to be here. For those that don't know, um, Jared is based. He's a, a filmmaker, a digital marketer, film distributor. And I like this from your bio, Jared. It says you serve at the intersection of technology, media, and ministry. And that's a busy intersection, isn't it? <laughs> Especially these days, yes. And hopefully you don't get run over by an oncoming truck or or a Prius that you didn't hear coming from behind you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we're going to have a conversation today about filmmaking, especially uh, faith and family filmmaking, although secular filmmaking has a great deal of um, interaction with faith and and uh, family as well. well. You know what, let, let me ask this question first and then, then I'll get into some more of the, the details about trends and strategies and where faith and family and Christian filmmaking is going these days. How did you get your start? D describe for people how you got your start in media. Um, well, I started on the music side of things. I didn't really start on film. I, I never thought I would be involved in Christian filmmaking. I didn't aspire to it as a child or anything like that. Um, but I do, you know, grew up from uh, in, an, in a ministry background. My, my dad is a pastor and now a missionary. And so just, you know, church was the family business, so to speak. <laughs> and um, I my, met my wife in this uh, international ministry uh, where we would travel and use the arts to share the gospel uh, back in the 90s. And uh, it really put a, a, a love in my heart for just the global body of Christ. And uh, a friend of mine that I met there um, started a, um, a film. He, him and his brother started making movies and his, uh, they, they started ChristianCinema.com. So my good friend Bobby Downs and his brother Kevin Downs, who now uh heads up uh, kingdom story studios with with Lionsgate. um so that's kind of those guys way back in the day this they started doing you know early christian films and and he was just coming as a missionary some kind of background that i was and said he could raise you know money for films and and i had been uh after i had left that ministry was working at a, a technology company and uh, you know God just really gave me favor there and brought me under the wing of the CEO. And it was like uh, marketing and business school for me for a good number of years. And so, but I felt like God was calling me on. And so I left that business and, and uh, was dri driving down uh, uh, 99 freeway in central California back from visiting her parents and, and was passing the little town of Visalia, which we were just talking about that, you know, where you have some history there as well. And right. I just pulled off on the just the last minute uh, to turn off the 99 to drive into Visalia and I called um, Bobby Downs and said, hey, you know, I'm trying to I feel like God's asking me to do something new. And I we've always talked about it would be good to do something together. Maybe now's the time. And 
So we had a conversation and he said, well, we're filming a film right now for, for Fox, um, uh, just like a producing work for hire. And that the film's going to pay my bills for the next six months. So uh, Christian cinema is just getting off the ground. I'll give you my salary for the next six months. Wow. And if you double sales, you can stay. <laughs> oh, well, hey, now, it, it, so he threw out the challenge to you, didn't he? <laughs> and which sounds kind of like a well, who would do such a thing and uh but we i was we were ready and it was the right time and so uh we sold our house in fresno california moved to visalia and sales were exactly double in six months uh, i'm not kidding you <laughs> well that was uh 15 years ago and we had a wild ride just you know building and growing that from vhs to dvd and then launching a digital platform um and then uh, Christian cinema is still out there in the world. And but we, um, you know, no longer a part of that in 2018. It was acquired by the giving company. Um, uh, and there's a whole family of brands there with I Disciple and Family Christian and um, the Dove Foundation and Christian cinema all in one. And so I'm glad that it's it's found a home. And it's this thing that we uh, I feel like my baby grew up kind of a thing. <laughs> Very good. That's out there in the world. But um, yeah, that's kind of where I started or where I came from was uh, from media and through the arts and then into film and just about technology. And so that's why I say that's the intersection. It's the playgrounds I've had the privilege to, to play in. One of the things that um, is a real challenge for filmmakers that work in faith-based is the over hype. Oh, and that's not the right word. The over emphasis. There you go. Better word on evangelism in a film rather than uh, taking redemptive stories and letting the Holy Spirit work, work in that way. In other words, too much, so much emphasis on message and not so much emphasis uh, or a balance thereof uh, on the method. You must have seen a lot of, uh, of changes in the last 15, 20 years when it comes to Christian content, yeah? Oh my goodness. I mean, the quality definitely, you know, we keep fighting for the, you know, production value, I think has gone up as the tools and the technology have become more democratized, but I think it's just exposed that we have a storytelling problem. I think, I, I mean, I feel like every six months, there's probably a new article or blog post of someone saying, why are Christian movies so bad? And then everyone chimes in and says, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've been hearing that same thing for years. And so, I've thought a lot about that question of like, what does that really mean? And and I just think our zeal for evangelism has, um, we don't realize its negative implications on storytelling. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's, and I think part of that is just as a church, we don't have a theology of beauty. If that, if I could coin a phrase, I don't know if there's even probably that that's probably the issue is we don't have one. Um, and I think that's a big part of that's in general, why storytelling or filmmaking or, or art in general coming out of the evangelical world uh, is, isn't at a, a level of quality that we, uh, many of us would hope expect, is because of the lack of that theology of beauty. So, and what I mean by that is we don't value it intrinsically. Um, we maybe tolerate or we accept it in nature. We might see a beautiful sunset and be moved uh, you know, we see the, the Grand Canyon or some, you know, beautiful thing, a wonder of the natural world. Um, and we feel something, you know, transcendent and meaningful beyond words. Um, but if we create it, it's, 
I think we kind of have a view of beauty as it's vanity, it's wasteful. It's at, at best, it's extravagant and wasteful. And at worst, it's, you know, inefficient. <laughs> and, is, and, and is it not humble? And it's, it's uh, too self-serving. So we can't go that direction because uh, we, we need to remain humble. So we can't be bold uh, in describing that beauty or am I on the right track? Well, I mean, I, I think we just we mostly value excellence in craft in service to propaganda. And then we wow. call that we Would call that. Call, OK, so, <laughs> uh, hey, uh, I'm a great student of uh, of Nazi Germany in World War II, and I know the word propaganda and I even know how to spell it. Um, do we have too too many films that have as their core element propaganda? I think so. I think any audience of most of their audiences, what they feel is when they look at the kind of art and stories is that they there's this sense that the film wants something from them. Mm -hmm. It's not we don't see it as giving our audience a gift. Uh, it's we want something from them. And that's what I mean by that propaganda. It's trying to um, it's just this focus of I got to get them to cross the line and say the prayer and get all these these core, you know, things that frankly, I think are better left to the realm of preaching and teaching. Right. Um, and I, I'm not saying there isn't a place for evangelism in film. I just think in general, we don't value um, beauty in and of itself. Uh, we don't really see filmmaking as art. We see it as visual sermons. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. Well, yeah. Visual sermons. That's a, that's a very, very good point to all of that. Great conversation with Jared Giese. We'll be back in 32 seconds. This podcast features engaging conversations with leaders, artists, and creatives sharing about current trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. Today's episode is produced by Matchstick Media International, a nonprofit that's passionate about inspiring both visionary leaders and young creatives to harness the power of media to further the gospel. To learn more, visit us at matchstickmedia.org. Now, back to Craig. Let's continue our time and our talk with Jared Giese. In, in films today, it seems as though Christian films, faith-based films, it's a lot of the same actors showing up over and over again. Um, and it could be, this is my two cents worth, that a lot of secular actors, notable uh, actors, just they look at the, the Christian faith-based script that's handed to them and they just, they shake their head and go, why would I want to play this part or that, that part? Mm -hmm. I mean, what, there's a dilemma there. How do we get past that dilemma in having, in having good notable actors rather than many of the same people over and over again, uh, playing parts in quote unquote Christian films. I, I hope I'm asking the question. Right? Yeah, no, it's an exploration. I'm coming to with to this as a as a conversation, not as someone who has it all figured out. I'm just observing what I've seen across, you know, literally thousands of movies that I've uh, licensed and, and been a part of promoting over the last 20 years. And I I think we just it's a it's a really embracing the value of storytelling and how it works and seeing the film as a, a, a valuable creative medium and embracing how to tell good stories versus, I think we mostly as evangelicals eva value preaching 
and teaching. And I just think it's new. I love that we're exploring this new medium, but it's only we're only, uh, you know, 20 years in or plus. Uh, right. Maybe a little bit longer. There's more history of Christian film than just 20 years. But I think that it's a newer medium. And uh, so we're still, I think, wrapping our heads around how to embrace it. Um, so I, I hope we will embrace the, the learning the craft and learning storytelling. I think we need better screenplays. I think that's yeah. where, where if it's not on the page, it's not on the stage, you know, and all of those things. So that's probably the starting place. I don't have answers. I think I'm starting at the place of trying to observe where the challenge is. And I don't think it's just get more budget and pay people more. I think we uh i think it's you know you can tell an amazing story on a low budget i think that's sure. quite possible and sometimes you have to be the filmmakers have to be even more creative because they don't have the money to mm -hmm. do everything they want so they have to be creative tell the story with the budget that they have and yeah. that sometimes can be a good challenge yeah well and much of christian filmmaking too is targeted towards selling products to christians what kind of products uh, well, DVDs, digital oh, downloads, sure. you know, uh, book studies, you know, everything. They're, the whole Christian product space is really, that's the one that I came from. Uh, that's Christian bookstores have largely kind of collapsed now. They don't really exist. I mean, they exist in churches, but, you know, Lifeway is closed down, Family Christians closed down all in the last few years. And, but I can tell you that the, the marketing of Christian films is very much targeted towards selling uh, and, and targeting the choir and like the, the Kendrick brothers will always say, you know, it's it's OK to preach to the choir because the choir is not always in tune. And so I absolutely get that. And that was the mission I embraced uh, through our work at Christian Cinema for many years. Um, and I could tell you that the, the disconnect that I saw is when I'd go to film festivals or talk to filmmakers, they would pitch to their investors that they are reaching the world and it's an evangelistic film. But when it came to the distributors and the marketers, they would target the people who are most likely to purchase. And that is people who already believe in that message. Right. So I, I was telling someone the analogy I had is I, I feel like the Christian film space is like trying to sell hair products to bald people. <laughs> they don't see the need to buy it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's why I say storytelling. I think if we're so focused on just doing, and I get the, all of the value of marketing 101 and having a niche audience, but if we embrace a broader view of storytelling and I think recognizing this value of, of beauty and art itself and a broader view that all people are made in the image of God, that we can tell stories that have universal impact. And frankly, when we think about stories that really resonate with us, um, those are the ones that do have a universal human impact versus mm -hmm. only appealing to people if they are a part of a subgroup or uh, who know the insider Christianese language and, and all of that already. We really do have our own um, own language, don't we, that only we Christians seem to understand. It's like our own dialect and the rest of the world doesn't understand that. No. Well, and, and you're a world traveler too. It's like if you go outside the U.S. and you know, I'll take films to... Uh, international, you know, distribution partners and friends of mine. And one of the things that they have a lot of times they'll reject a movie and they'll say, oh, it's just too American. I can't do anything with this in my in my territory. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> uh, and we're just not aware of that, how much of American Christian culture we're trying to export versus the gospel. 
right. um, in some of these films. So I know I sound like I'm saying all these well, negative things, but well, I, I, I really, giving, it's from a heart of wanting to improve. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're giving a, a sober assessment. That sounds like a, a TV show on Netflix, sober assessment. I'm not sure what the premise is, but I like the name of the title. One, one of the things that I, I've believed in for the longest time is that it's really hard to mess up a good script. You, mm. you have to work at it and it can be done but it's, it's, it's pretty rare. And, you know, if you have a good story and a good script, I think those are the cornerstones and the bedrocks that you build your endeavor on and such. That's, that's my, my two cents worth. Really enjoying this conversation with Jared Giese. Why don't you join us next time and next episode where we will pick up where we left off. Join us. This podcast features engaging conversations with leaders, artists, and creatives sharing about current trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. Today's episode is produced by Matchstick Media International, a nonprofit that's passionate about inspiring both visionary leaders and young creatives to harness the power of media to further the gospel. To learn more, visit us at matchstickmedia.org. Now, back to Craig.